heartbeat of any firehouse across the city of New York is the kitchen table. It's where we break bread, break balls, and break everything in between. They say all the world's problems can be solved at a firehouse kitchen table. I don't know how true that is, but what I do know, it's what I miss the most. back to the kitchen table a podcast from a first responder for first responders and anyone else struggling with mental health issues and how I dealt with them through my experiences and stories I'm sure you all have stories as well these are just mine hopefully they can help you hope hopefully something resonates with you as always, reach out. Reach out to somebody if you're hurting. Always reach out to somebody and talk to somebody. That's number one. Admit that you have an issue. Admit that you have a problem. Start stripping away these vices that you have and reach out. Once you admit it, once you're open with yourself and you're honest and you're transparent, reach out. Talk to somebody. It'll be much easier. Things will start lifting. Trust me, you just have to take that first step. And that's what I preach here. That's what I always wanted to preach to anyone. It took me a long time to get here with my mind and my mental health issues and my depression and my thoughts of suicide in the past and my stresses. It took me a long time to get here, but here I am. And maybe my experiences, my past, my stories will help you. Like I say, you don't have to be a first responder to have gone through something. You could be anybody. Doesn't matter. You could be an accountant, you could be a military guy, you could be somebody who's in retail, you could be somebody who works in food service. It doesn't matter. I'm just a regular guy with stories just like everybody else. These are just my stories and hopefully they can help somebody and resonate with somebody, maybe inspire somebody, maybe motivate somebody. So where were we? I'm trying to get through these episodes, these first few, so you guys get to know me a little bit and do things in chronological order. I might jump back just a little bit here and there. I'm trying to get everything in order for the first few episodes and then we can get into fire stories and police stories and get some guys on, maybe some, some of the brothers on and we can just shoot the shit and reminisce and tell stories and have a blast. Maybe I could get some military guys on in the future. We'll see how this whole thing goes. This is a work in progress. I'm trying to build a community. Maybe we can all do this together. Have some fun, share stories, have a blast, help each other. All right? I am now in proby school, getting ready to graduate. Talked about being a squad leader, talked about almost failing the second test and feeling like shit, talking about Motivation Alley, which almost broke me, almost made me second guess everything that I wanted in life. But here I am, I fucking made it. 
getting ready to graduate Proby School and become a New York City fireman. Dream come true. I'm going to be part of the brotherhood. I'm going to be part of the tradition. I'm going to be doing what I've always wanted to do, which was fight fire. It's if, if you've never done it, if you're not a fireman, I cannot explain to you the, the feeling you get when you're inside a fire, when you go into the fire. The heat, the fire, the smoke, the fucking flames, the chaos, the guys, the everything. The fear, the fear makes you focus. It's, it, to me, that was everything that I wanted to do. The adrenaline, fighting that fire. I just couldn't wait to, to start doing it. We're all salty. We're all ready to fucking go. We're all ready to get out to our firehouses. And boom, I get assigned to 220 Engine in Brooklyn, in my old neighborhood. Which now is actually a pretty nice neighborhood. So it turns out... I, now, I didn't know much about the fire department. I didn't have any family on the fire department. I'm the first. So I thought every firehouse in every part of the city was doing the same amount of work. We're all going to fires. Fires here, it doesn't matter. You're a fireman, you're going to fires. That's not the case. I get assigned to 220. 220 was great house, great guys, really together, really close, really bonded, met a lot of great guys, learned a lot, but we weren't going to work as much as I expected. As much, as much as I hoped. Because all I wanted to do was go to fire. That was it. I don't want to do anything else but fight fucking fires. And it was very, very slow. So it was something I had to get used to. But either way, I was really bonding with guys there. I was really becoming part of the house and feeling the love and being a pro beat you know, you step up. You got to do the right thing. You always. I didn't. I didn't go sleep in the bunk room. I slept in the kitchen. I was in the sink all the time. I was cleaning the rig, cleaning the house, doing all shit that probies are supposed to be do, doing. We just didn't. We just didn't run a lot, you know. But I was feeling that part of the job of the tradition of the brotherhood. I was being accepted into the tribe, which is one of the things that I've always wanted as well. It takes a while. You get there and, and you're a probie, you're a liability. Nobody knows you, they have to train you, they have to mold you, nobody trusts you. Everybody's gotta watch out for you. Everybody expects you not to know a fucking thing. But it takes time to become a full New York City fireman. You gotta get on, you're on probation for a year. So until you get off probation, anything can happen. They're trying to get you, they're trying to see if you're, if you got what it takes to be a fireman. And in, and in that house, a lot of the guys were young and they were ready to go. And they're learning as well. But I got to prove to them that I belong. I got to prove to them that I can be a fireman. I, I got to prove to them that I can be one of them. It's all I wanted and I will do that. So, uh, I go to the house, I get assigned to 220, and I get assigned with another probie. Great guy, still a friend of mine today. And it turns out his grandfather went to that firehouse, was, was assigned to that firehouse as well. So now I'm like, I'm fucked. He's a legacy. They're going to treat him like gold and they're going to treat me like shit. 
I'm already behind the eight ball. He's got it. He's going to walk in there. They're going to be like, oh, this guy, he's, he's, his grandfather was here. He's the best. Da, 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 da. And, oh, who's this fucking bag of shit that, that you brought with you? Turns out it wasn't that, that wasn't the case. We were on an equal playing field no matter what. Doesn't matter if your father was there or if your grandfather or if you had nobody there. You're being watched by everyone, but how, by how you work and how you are as an individual and what you put forward and what you bring to the table and if you step up or not. Doesn't matter about your background. It didn't matter what you did before, your military, your, your law enforcement, uh, whatever you were beforehand, that all gets wiped away. People want to know what you did before. That was one of the questions that they always ask you. Hey, what'd you do before this? What'd you do before this? I mean, I was 30 years old. I turned 30 in the academy. And I, I wasn't a young man. I wasn't old. But turning 30 in an academy, like, all right, now I'm starting, starting to get on the other side of, of having to do this shit anymore. I've, I've, I've had a fucking 11 years of, ex, of federal experience. So it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do before the job. It's what you, what you bring to the table. It's what you do from when you get assigned and when you get on the job and proving to the guys over and over and over again that you belong and that's what you're supposed to do. So we go together, me thinking this is going to happen, but turns out it was actually all right. The guys were great. Talk about togetherness. I mean, on that job up until that point, you know, we had our, we had our squad and I was really close with those guys. Like I said, I turned 30 in the academy and my girlfriend at the time and my mother and my other buddy's wife threw us a surprise 30th birthday party. And my entire squad showed up. <laughs> and they kept it fucking, they kept it quiet from me for, I don't know, how many weeks. Nobody said a word. On a Friday afternoon, they were like, oh, you know, hey, can I have a good weekend? Da, 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 da. So we go out and we show up at this place and my entire squad is there, along with family and friends. It was just a great feeling to see everybody there, to be accepted like that. And I found the same thing in this firehouse. I was accepted. And how I knew I was accepted and how I felt the love was, I'm still probing now, still expected to do, do all the shit work and do everything and prove myself. We sit down at the table, the kitchen table, and it's my birthday. I'm working on my birthday. I was, now I turned 31 in this firehouse. And I'd been there since December, almost a year. Almost a year at, assigned to that firehouse. Still probing. And we sit down at the table and I'm working with the other probie who happened, we were working together that night. And he says to me, he goes, oh, uh, uh, Kenny, what's behind you? Look. And I go, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, just look behind you. So I look behind me and I turn back around and I got two whipped cream pies right in the face. Smash, smash. And they didn't just hit me in the face. They hit me and grinded me and smashed it. And I was covered in fucking whipped cream. And I didn't even know what hit me. I, I felt like I got punched in the face. I was just, I saw stars and all of a sudden the plates come off the face and I get fucking hugs and high fives and, and, and love. I felt, I felt love from that job. I felt acceptance. I felt like I belonged. I felt like I had found my people, my tribe. These are the, these are the guys I'm supposed to be with. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that feeling of acceptance did wonders for my mind, my stress, my confidence, 
it, it's, it was an amazing feeling. I felt like, if you ever saw the movie Rudy, I felt like at the end they pick him up on his shoulders and they're like, ah, yeah, that's, that's just what I felt like. And, you know, still being a pro, he's still supposed to do all the right things, but they're like, bro, go take a shower, go clean yourself up, we'll handle the kitchen, we'll handle the, the sink, we'll clean up after you, don't worry about it. Fucking go do it. And it, it just felt so fucking good to be part of that. You know, that's what it was all about for me. Fighting fire and getting accepted. And now I felt like I was, I passed the initiation. I was one of them. And, and it just was, was such a great feeling. But I was still not going to work. I caught my first fire on a detail. Months into, into being in the firehouse. I was hearing stories from guys in my squad that were catching work in the Bronx and in Harlem and East New York and all over the place. And I was not going to work. And it was very, very, very frustrating. Very hard to be a probie in a slow place and not turn the wheel sometimes and not go to fire. I, don't, I didn't feel like a fireman. I felt, I felt accepted by the guys, but I didn't feel like a fireman. I wasn't doing my job. I wanted to do my job. I wanted to go to work. I wanted to catch fire, just like every fireman does. If you don't want to go to fucking fires as a fireman, <laughs> find another profession, because this is what we do. You go to fires, and this is what I wanted, this is what everybody wanted, but it wasn't happening. My first fire, I was on a detail with 247 engine. It was in the middle of the day. It was, I had the door, it, all of a sudden we were out and there was a fire. It was crazy. It happened so fast. It was like the first time you got laid. It, you didn't even know if it was it, you were doing it right. It, it was this. It was over in, in fucking two minutes. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, you know, I'm all wet. I'm just fire and smoke and I'm done. And again, I was on a detail. So I couldn't like celebrate with anybody that I caught my first job. But I get back to the firehouse and everybody is there. It's change of tours and the whole two tours worth of guys are there and they bag ah, you call you broke your cherry just like in goodfellas remember the movie in good remember the scene in goodfellas when when henry gets arrested for the first time and he gets out of he gets out of the court and they're all standing there hey you broke your cherry that's what it felt like i felt accepted and loved and guys were slapping me on the back yeah you did it you fucking caught your first job how was it and then that's and then you talk about it and that's part of being at the kitchen table is you go to fires and you and you talk about your fires. And it was just so much fun. I was so happy. I couldn't, I couldn't get that smile off my face. Not just for catching the fire, but for, for the acceptance that I got from the brothers. And it just is such a great feeling. And another reason, another way of me getting accepted and feeling accepted and feeling the love just made me love this job even more. It, it just it was unbelievable. So, but again, few and far between were the fires in that firehouse. And it was frustrating to me. So I decided, I made a decision. I was getting married and we were gonna move upstate. So I made the decision to put in for a transfer to another company in Harlem, closer to the north of New York City. Very, very busy battalion. Very, very busy firehouse. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to be as busy as possible. I wanted to be in the shit. I wanted to fucking go to work. I wanted to experience all that. That's all I wanted was to go to fires and be accepted. 
I put that transfer in and it turned out to be one of the biggest fuck ups I've ever experienced on the job. And I'll save that for the next episode. Remember, like I always say, it must be true if you heard it at the kitchen table and I'll see you at the big one.